From North State Public Radio, I'm Ava Norgrove with your headlines for Tuesday, February 13th. A train derailed into the Middle Fork of the Feather River on Sunday afternoon. The California Office of Emergency Services reports 14 rail cars transporting coal were affected, but the amount of coal that fell into the river is unknown at this time. No injuries have been reported. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife said the environmental impacts of the derailment are being assessed and the situation is ongoing. Also in Plumas County, applications are open for Plumas Trex, a prescribed fire training exchange. NSPR's Jamie Jeong has the story. Organizers expect students and professional fire practitioners to learn to light prescribed fires in an area that sorely needs more of them. Logan Cranbill is the program director for the Plumas Underburnt Cooperative, one of the hosts of Plumas Treks. Cranbill says the week-long event won't just teach people to burn. Weather permitting, it'll also get some critical burning done. Essentially, we're hoping to you know, put fire on the ground in places that we haven't had high-severity wildfire in order to prevent smaller communities from being essentially destroyed. U.S. Forest Service data show the risk of wildfire in Plumas County is among the highest in the country. That's thanks in part to more than a century of fire suppression. Participants at Trex can help restore fire to the area and learn the skills they need to do it again. Though not free, full and partial scholarships are available for the training. In Chico, I'm Jamie Jong. Today marks the final day of the second annual Missing and Murdered Indigenous People Summit and Day of Action. The Sacramento-based event is co-sponsored by the Yurok Tribe and Wilton Rancheria. Tribal leaders, government officials, and law enforcement officers from across the state have been discussing efforts to address the cases of Indigenous people who are missing or who have been murdered. They've also been looking at how to aid tribes in responding. One such effort involves a bill that allows some tribal police officers the power to enforce state law on tribal lands. William Hansel is Humboldt County's sheriff. This completely gives the tribal police officers state peace officer powers, which means they can enforce all state law on tribal land. They don't need the sheriff's permission. They don't need the sheriff's authority. They get the authority from the state. Hansel says he and Yurok tribal leadership support the bill and see it as a way for the tribe to better support its community. And in other news, one in five California voters are registered with no party preference. If you're one of them, your primary ballot probably doesn't have a choice for president on it. But you can still get one that does. Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon explains how. The most direct way is to register with the political party of the candidate you want to vote for. Some parties, like Republican, Green, and Peace and Freedom, do not allow no party preference or NPP voters to vote in their primaries. That means you have to re-register with one of those parties. But the Democratic, Libertarian, and American Independent parties have open primaries. That means NPP voters can reach out to their county elections office to request what's called a crossover ballot. The county will send a new ballot with a presidential option on it. Just remember to destroy your original ballot. Only the first vote you cast will be counted. Nicole Nixon, Cap Radio News. California is set to receive over $20 million from the federal government for salmon conservation. In a press release last week, Governor Gavin Newsom said due to prolonged drought and wildfires, 2023 saw some of the lowest ocean salmon stocks on record. Newsom said the funds will go towards impacted fishing communities and tribal nations in order to protect salmon populations across the state amidst hotter and drier weather brought on by climate change. 
and a new bill introduced by California Assemblywoman Tasha Berna would ban those under the age of 12 from riding electric bikes. It would also require those older than 12 but without a driver's license to complete an online course, pass a test, and get a state ID. This comes as e-bikes gain increasing popularity as a mode of transportation. In 2022, the market research firm Mortar Intelligence estimated the e-bike market had grown to $23 billion and projects it to double by 2026. But some have raised safety concerns. E-bikes are heavier than conventional bikes, which means the collisions with pedestrians can be more dangerous. And they're fast, reaching speeds of up to 28 miles per hour. And finally, the leader of the state assembly's labor committee says she intends to seek an audit of California's workplace safety agency after labor advocates and farm workers complained that Cal OSHA is often slow to respond to their complaints. Cal Matters' Jian Kuang reports. There have been lots of these complaints just sort of amongst worker advocates. A lot of farm workers work under harsh conditions. They're often not paid overtime, even though they're supposed to under the law. You know, there is already a fear of retaliation for any normal worker that might want to complain to the state about their working conditions. But these are definitely in a number of ways more disadvantaged workers than you or I might be. And so I do think a lawmaker asking for an audit of this agency shows that this issue has gotten to a point where, you know, the legislature is paying attention. And at this point, their focus is not passing new labor laws, but rather enforcing them. That was Cal Matters' Jian Kuang. And those are your headlines for Tuesday, February 13th. Our theme song is Burrow and courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. For more local and state news, head to our website, mynspr.org. For NSPR News, I'm Eva Grove.